the phoenix lights pet rug glory faces in the sky landscape for the spirits true stories myths legends and ufos over phoenix arizona by jeff wolfine When I open this book and read what is inside, I will become a witness to what is within. The secret knowledge that I lay my eyes upon this day has granted me power to see and understand. I must under, unlearn I have learned. What I am about to read, I think of the possibilities that have been written in full tone. I will hold, hold this knowledge sacred to understand truly. I must explore the mountains myself its skies above. History set in stone. It is said in 1539, Father Marcus de Nizier came into the valley known as Phoenix, Arizona, took formal possession of a mountain known as South Mountain. He found the ancestors of present Indian tribes living on the outskirts of the land and saw the ruins from a giant stone age situation within the valley. He saw a vast irrigation system that today is all dried up and filled with desert dirt and ruined cities and many dwellings built from the first great central pea-bubbalos. All have been laid flat and reduced to moulds as though hit by the blast of a super-hurricane of massive flood. Nameless stone holes and poetry laid where they were last used. Native marrow and metanate stones, use of grinded corn, bloodstone, axes and knives, all carved out of stone for sacred and special uses, now lay in dirt of hundreds of years without being disturbed. The tribal people had abandoned their villages marked by stoneware, Pottery in spots where Hogan mud brick houses once had stood along with round cavers on the ground. Mountains are seen surrounding this land. These mountains are set in time as a witness to what happened to this once mighty race, a nation that had vanished without any preparation. It entirely disappeared and left everything where it could be found today. Rumours are often told about the sacrifice and worship that took place in this family. Evidence of big and mighty race who first walked on this land can be seen throughout the landscape. Big stone boulders were, were made into altars. These altars, many tons in weight, are stacked on top of each other, where stains from human blood can be seen running down the sides of the rock. Pictures stories can be found carved on the mountain's walls. These mirrors are forever showing testimony that what happened what happened there. There are massive irrigation canals, miles in length, extending eastward eighteen miles, west fifteen miles, north five miles, and south ten miles. Sometimes cutting through solid rock, the irrigation system truly tells a story of many countries of hard many centuries of hard labour and a deep conception of fault of by controlling the flow of the water in this dry valley 
At this time, it was the most advanced irrigation system in the world. The mountains to the south were said to be sacred and not to be disturbed. It was an, its name was originally Sapara, meaning Mountain of Mercy. Sacred ceremonies have taken place on this bounty, and many different tribes of people come to this mountain for miles and distant lands for trade and for worship. The, the region east of Mount Saporia was the area mostly, most, mostly populated at the base of the east side of the mountain, where burial grounds along with the Indian drawings depicting human sacrifice and worship. People who first came to the valley were said to come from far southern part of Mexico, in what is now known as Yucatan. In 3000 BC, they kept in contact with Mexico while they lived in the valley desert floor. When disaster almost destroyed all of them, the remaining who survived returned to their fatherland, and they never returned. From the story of Exodus until this day, bits of story can be heard. Many talk about the city of gold that once was said to be here in the valley, vast in size and numbers and huge in weight. This gold was kept by the priests of the tribes, for of the tribes people, in carved out stone caves throughout the mountains of Siberia. It was buried and left by the original people who were gone. Who are now gone? Priests have felt responsible for the great disaster, sacrificed themselves to the sun god, while the tribes people who survived the disaster, filled in all the caves, entrances, and gold still inside, and left this land. They fled in fear, saying, A curse be in the valley, whoever lives there, who once again see its mighty wrath from the spirits of the earth and air. Tribes people never return, but some say the Mayans who had once lived here, will come back one day to claim the, what had been hidden there for thousands of years. The spirits of earth and air have been protecting it all the time. Rumours have been told about the mountains around this valley. All they often stated have time capsules hidden inside them and that one day they will be open again, bringing the past to the future so history shall once again repeat itself. It was heard through distant winds that this valley now called Phoenix and Arizona was part of the seven cities of Cibolia and it was once full of gold. Frey Francis de Zidier that time had been sent by the king of Spain to find the gold and to spread his Catholic beliefs to this valley. When he arrived, he noticed that the water destroyed his destroyed this land thousands of years before and destroyed the land again four hundred years later by the fall of a great meteor that left hit the earth one hundred eighty miles north of this valley. A tribe of people once lived there said to be the Mayans and a hoo hoo hammer ham cam and some say also could have held as Zidia or or an an Indians. Now other tribes less progressive occupied this land. Uh, one is called the Papias Tohonia Una Dunahame tribe. 
You said they are the ancestors of the former people known as the Huhukamei, a Pimrie, name meaning the people who have gone, or the people who te- not who got taken away. Though Nizi found no gold in his valley, there is a specific reason for his search. Great stories of gold cities were told, one in Peru, one in Mexico. There were rumours of others in distant lands at one spot and said to be the valley of the Sofia Mountains. Nizi is said to have been the Perosia in Peru when the Conquistador plundered it. The Incas were ships filled with men and took the land of pure gold. It's also said that he was with Cortez in Mexico when he plundered the Mayans and Aztecs with more with other shiploads. By that time, the injured hatred had been raised, raised, but the gold was safely hidden and its secret was never to be disclosed. Bits of traditional and stories have still been told to this day. Somewhere in the distant lands of our Indian tribes, we still say that ancient secret words that can tell the secret and tell where the secret mine gold is buried. Some say see spirits in the sky and understand their meaning, while others run and hide from what they witness in the sky. There are also stories that talk about the mystery where the lost golden cities once were and what happened to its people. South Mountain Mayan tradition says this mountain guards a great store of Indian gold. The gold that Dinizia could not find but still lies there today. There are lights that can be seen from time to time in the sky and on on this holy mountain of Sopia. The lights of the sky shine like coals at night where it's daytime. They take many shapes. They come from and go from one mountain to the other as you watch and wait for the mind return. The living spirits of the earth and air were gods of old, and the living spirits of the air demanded human sacrifice and worship while they fed off mountains underground energy that surrounds this land. Today there is a new city where the mines at Hokokwen came and lived long ago in the valley surrounded by mountains. This city arose from the ashes of the people from the past who vanished it no trace. The people living today have built on top of the history from what had been a mighty civilization. People today made canals parallel to the Huo Kami's canals and made them longer at length. Phoenix Temple and Maesia all stand where the Mayan and Huo Kami's cities once stood. To this day, people still use the Homokamei's canal system for water. Never will, any, they, neither, never will understand the history of this valley surrounded by the mountains that they would witness to the former people were taken away by the spirits of the earth and air. Society living on this desert floor now are seeing reporting strange anomalies in the skies. Red lights and flying objects are not recognisable people who live there today. What happened to that civilization that lived in the valley? Where did they go? Is there a curse of in the valley or the sun? What are the people today seeing in the scenic skies? Do the red lights and flying anomalies in the air have anything to do with what happened to the first people who lived in this desert and were never heard of from again? 
Do the petrographics of the mountains around this land reveal the story and secret within the Hobokama fate? Hide the fate. Could this also be the fate of the people living in the valley now? Could it explain the more things that people see in the skies today? The story that you are about to read has some facts in perpetrations and theories to what South Mountain in Phoenix in Phoenix, Arizona is all about and also what we could be flying over in its valley for over a few thousand years. It's told in a certain way to understand that truly as a South Mountain also explained what has been covered up for many years. I, for the reader, this book, my belief and theory on this topic, we were not with every day we search a question into this puzzling but fascinating subject on the history of the Phoenix lights and the UFOs over Phoenix, Arizona. I essentially made the connections with the petrograph, petrographics on the mountains here. This valley within the strange things that people see in the sky today. I understand the rock god and its meaning, its interpretations, along with its people. And that is the end of the sample of the book. Please go out and buy it. The Phoenix Lights Petro sees in the Sky Landscapes of the Spirit. Volume 1, The Phoenix Lights Book, Volume 1, by Geoffrey Wolvine, available at any good bookshop. Look it up, folks.